Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Dress shopping is probably one of the most fun and exciting parts of the wedding planning process, mainly because girls have been trained to dream of the dress that they want to wear since they were, I don't know, since you're a little girl. You look on Pinterest trying to find that perfect style, that perfect fit. You watch hours and hours of Say Yes to the Dress, whether you're engaged or not. Guilty. Uh, Just to hope that one day you can fly away to New York if it's in the budget and go to Kleinfeld's. Maybe have Randy or one of the other stylish dress you in one of those gorgeous and really expensive designer gowns. But I think it's important to realize before you step into the bridal salon that we are all built in different ways. So some dresses are obviously going to look better on some people while other ones are going to look better on you. That's just the way it is. Not a bad thing. I think I had the perfect bride to attest to that, specifically in the plus size realm. Her name is Hannah. I had the opportunity to go to her wedding, actually, and she looked amazing. And she also added some special touches to her dress to make it her own. But I always like to start off with engagement stories, especially when they're funny or they're tear jerking. Hannah and her now husband, John, have a pretty good story with this one. Very unconventional, but I think it's very just you two. We do. And it was very us. But like, I really hope that no one ever has to have an engagement like this. (laughs) So my husband's name is John and John's aunt owned a jewelry shop. And when she passed on, he and some of his siblings got to keep some of the stones. So John had an emerald all ready for me because I'm not a diamond girl. And he was going to put it in a ring. And he had the emerald with him and we went out to brunch. And then when he went to the jewelry store later that day with his friend, the emerald was gone. So we had to go back to all the places we'd been that day. He had to let the cat out of the bag and tell me that he was going to go get it put in a ring that day, but that it was gone. I was a little upset about it. And then I thought about it. I was like, you know what? It's fine. And then he's like, "Okay, well, let's get engaged now. And then you can pick out your own ring. So it was cool because we got to choose the ring together. But I didn't really get a grandiose knee on the ground proposal. It was kind of just like, okay, we're engaged now. Let's go get a ring. But it worked out fine in the end. Now you guys have a really funny story to tell. I think it obviously was stressful at the time. Did you guys look at rings together at all beforehand? He kind of had a vague idea of what I liked just because I made it very obvious, but um, we'd never really looked together. Okay. So it was kind of a fun process just seeing what was out there and seeing what he liked and what I liked. And we had pretty similar taste, thankfully. So it ended up really cool. I really love my ring and it's an emerald. So there you go. And yeah. of Irish descent too. So it's very fitting. That's kind of what I wanted because I knew I was going to take his last name. So I was going to be saying goodbye to my Irish last name. And so I wanted just like a little something like that. Plus, I just think a green ring is kind of cool. Yeah, it's different. It's yeah. fun. Not everybody can say that they had that. So I actually had the pleasure of photographing your wedding. You did. You're the best. Ah, oh, geez. But it was so much fun because you did a lot of like cool DIY stuff. And the fact that Hannah actually made her own flowers out of felt. Mm-hmm, that was I a process, but I was really before. happy with how they turned out. So. If you could go back in time, would you do it again? Right after the wedding, I said I wouldn't. But yeah, I would do it again because I really was pleased with how they turned out. Okay. 
Yeah, I think that they were great, and they made for some really cool photographs. Plus, they're more durable than regular flowers. That was part of the reason. I was in a wedding a month before mine, and we had, like, baby's breath bouquets, and those things were beat up when we were finished with the day. Yeah. And, you know, real flowers are beautiful, but in the end, they, they wilt. You know, you got to figure out where they're going to go at the end of the day. But this way, all my maids got to keep their flowers. So. Yeah. All right, so let's talk what a lot of people love to talk about, and that's dress shopping. Yes. Where did you find your dress? Um, How'd the search go? I found mine in a little place in Ohio, actually. Okay. It's called Redding, Ohio, and they tout themselves as the wedding capital of America because each block is just wedding shops. Like, one block is 10 cake places. One block is 10 dress places. That's awesome. Um, I didn't go there intentionally. I was in Ohio for a family thing and ended up just going on a whim, and it worked out really well. What did you envision for your dress in the first place? Um, Well, I had a really bad attitude about the dress going in because I was worried that it was going to be a really bad process. Like, prom dress shopping was always terrible. So I was like, well, this is just prom dress shopping on steroids. Right. But I wanted a T-length dress, and I wanted something with sleeves. Um, There was one online that I had seen that I thought would fit me fine. And I was like, you know what? I don't even want to deal with it. I'll just get that dress. And the dress I ended up with was nothing like that dress. So, which was fine. I, I loved the dress I ended up with, but it just wasn't what I envisioned. Did you have a mantra before you kind of went dress shopping and that sort of thing, knowing that, because we're talking like plus size brides here. Mm-hmm. So you, already you're starting off with kind of like a limited selection, mm-hmm. right? Um. I just told myself that I was going to be really open-minded and try everything on. Because, you know, when you see something on a hanger, sometimes it's way cuter on you or way less cute. So I was really open just to see, like, what was out there and what would fit me. How many dresses do you think you tried on? Um, Maybe, like, six or seven. Okay. Not, Not a ton. Because when I found the dress that I liked, it was actually in the window of the shop that I picked it from. And I walked past it and I was like, I want that one. And then I tried it on. I was like, this is it. And, but it was it was interesting trying dresses on because sometimes you'd go in places and they'd be like, oh, yeah, here's our section. Like, these are all the dresses that come in your size. And sometimes it would be 40 dresses, but sometimes it would be two. So it was just a little frustrating in some of the places we went into what my selection was. Did you ever try like a larger box store at all? Maybe something like David's Bridal, if they had a better selection? Um, not to knock David's bridal because they did a really good job with a bridesmaid's dress I purchased there once, but their plus size dresses are not my fave. They're very cookie cutter. And for a bride that's very budget conscious, I think that's a great option. And also I'm a huge proponent of buying a dress and then adding or subtracting as necessary. I never went to David's bridal and tried anything on wedding dress wise. I specifically sought out plus size boutiques just because they were going to have the largest selection for me. I didn't realize that there was specific boutiques that Mm -hmm. were catered towards that. Um, Milwaukee doesn't have any specifically plus-size bridal stores, but there are a lot of stores in Milwaukee that carry plus-size lines, which was nice. Um, But there are some wedding dress boutiques that are just for plus-sizes. So that's typically, I think some people say 14-plus or 18-plus. It kind of depends. But I went to those places just because I knew they were going to have what I was looking for, and they were used to fitting larger girls. So. That's where I did. Did you do a lot of research beforehand? So much research. There was one in Michigan that I was like begging my mom to go to. And she's like, we're not going to Michigan to look for a dress. That's too much. (laughs) Um, Because like I said, there isn't one specifically in Milwaukee. But then luckily we just ended up in Ohio. And 
there was a straight size bridal boutique that had just recently opened up their plus size sister store. And I was like, sweet, this is going to work out fairly well. Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So what tips would you give a bride before stepping foot into a dress shop so that they don't waste time? Wear the shoe. Well, if you have the shoes you're going to wear for the wedding, wear them or an equivalent. I myself wear flats because I can't wear heels for a long time. It's just, it's too much. Don't torture yourself. Yeah, like it's just too much. So I just wear flats. Um, Wear some like smart undergarments. Like you're not going to be wearing granny panties on your wedding day, unless you are, like more power to you. But like wear some foundations that make a little bit of sense and just like go in with an open mind. Because sometimes people are like, I want this dress and this color and this style and it might not exist out there. And they might end up with something completely opposite. I feel mm-hmm. like that happens to brides all the time where they decide that they want a cupcake dress and mm-hmm. then they end up with a mermaid dress. I also suggest, especially for either plus size brides or brides who have something unique about them that they're trying to fit, call ahead. Like yeah. call ahead and see if they're even going to have what you're looking for. Like a lot of the straight size shops that I went into that carried plus size lines, their sample on the floor was an 18. I'm a 24. So an 18 isn't going to fit me right. And they can pin it to me all they want, but it's not going to look the same. Right. So I also called a lot of these places and asked, how large do your sample size go up to? So I could try something on in my actual size. And that's a good idea, too, Mm -hmm. because I feel like a lot of people kind of stop at that online portion of research Mm -hmm. where you can just pick up the phone, call and get your answers right then and there. So aside from a limited selection, what was probably the most difficult part for you personally when it came to dress shopping? Um... I think I was a little frustrated when I would go in and they wouldn't have my size or when I would go in and they would immediately be like, well, we can put a corset back in this for you. That was their solution to everything. Everything. And I ended up having a corset back by choice because of the style of my dress. But some of the bridal places I went were a little bit dismissive just because like it's a little more work to fit a plus size bride. You know, we have larger chests. Sometimes we have larger stomachs. So you have to like fit the dress to us a little bit more than you would in a straight size. And some salons were great about it and some didn't really want to do the work. Right. Who all went with you dress shopping? Um, just my mom. Okay. I had a lot of big opinions in my bridal party, and <laughs> I thought that it would probably be easiest if it was just me and my mom. Plus, you get to share that special moment with your mom mm-hmm. and not deal with any of the drama, as you mentioned. Uh, did you have to set boundaries with yourself or maybe like your mom? I don't know if you, you and your mom don't necessarily have similar tastes, do you? No, we've never agreed on anything fashion-related ever in our lives except for this dress. So that was a big moment. Like I said earlier, prom dress shopping was the worst. Yeah. Um, My mom's a little more traditional, and, you know, she wanted me to cover up a little bit more. But, like, when you have a big chest, you can only do so much. So <laughs> we tried the dress on. She was a little worried about it because it was originally strapless. So we're like, how are we going to navigate this with a strapless bra? Because those are not comfortable no matter what size you are. Right. So, but it ended up working really well and she loved it and I loved it, which was great. Um, The only thing was we argued a little bit about how low cut the dress could be. And not that I wanted it super low cut, but sometimes it just happens that way. But for the most part, she was like very understanding about the things that I wanted. Did she have an idea for you before going dress shopping of like dresses that she would want you to try on? And did those kind of conflict opinions? Um. There were a couple dresses that I tried on just because she asked me to that I never would have worn. Um, My mom actually wore wore her mother's wedding dress. So, and that's a really cool family tradition. But my mom always said, like, I loved that dress. But if I could have chosen my own, I would have chosen this kind. 
So she had me try on a couple of those just for fun. But right. mostly we were on the same page for this. It's a double-edged sword when it comes to that because a lot of people think that it's such a cool idea to wear mm-hmm. your mom's dress, your grandma's dress, your aunt's dress, something like that. But then when you go back in time after you've done that, then you always think like, well, I feel like that wasn't necessarily true to me. Mm-hmm. whatever else so it can but then I feel like if you choose not to wear your mom's dress you could also regret that too really in the end you just have to pick what's going to make you happy and I right. know that sounds like a little spoiled but like it's your wedding you have to look at the photos it's your day pick the thing you want and what makes you feel good mm-hmm. too what makes you feel exactly. comfortable but speaking of like mom's dresses and things like mm-hmm. that though too a lot of people do kind of alterations to make them their own you actually added sleeves to your dress too i did for reasons unknown to me every dress in like a 12 mile radius was strapless i don't and understand like, that i get that if you're having a june wedding but like i got married in november in wisconsin which was a choice it could have been freezing so i feel like first of all i wish the wedding industry would put more sleeves and instead of like turtleneck and full lace sleeves like a three-quarter sleeve or something like that but my dress was strapless and I added some like flutter sleeves just to cover up my bra straps because I wasn't gonna mess with a strapless bra can't blame you for that like you said no matter what size that you're in strapless bra strapless yeah, a dress. Bummer. and what are you supposed to do the entire night you can't do the time warp with a strapless no, dress let's no, face it dancing won't work you'll be pulling your dress up all night that <laughs> looks tacky it's annoying just don't do it um I also cut off the whole train of my dress and the bridal boutique lady didn't like that idea and my seamstress didn't like that idea but like I said it was my dress so I was cutting that train off what do you mean they didn't like that idea would they They, try to talk you out of it they did they very heavily tried to be like well a train is so elegant it's such a traditional wedding piece and I was like chop it off don't want it just because it's a lot to walk in. And we, you, we took our photos outside, so I didn't want to yeah. be dragging leaves with Going me everywhere. Going up a lot of steps and hills, mm-hmm. mind you. So, like I said, just make the dress how you want it. If you find one in the store that's 80% there, you can get it altered. No offense to the bridal consultant. They're really only entitled to give you their opinion yeah. when you ask for it. Our bridal consultant was absolutely wonderful, but she was just like, are you sure you're going to do that? And I was like, oh, I'm going to do that, but... <laughs> And you're like, watch me. Yeah. Take the scissors right <laughs> exactly. out of your pocket and went at it. All right. Well, aside from the shopping experience, is there any other area when it comes to planning a wedding that you'd have advice for specifically plus size brides? Um, yes. I wear comfortable shoes. If you want to wear your six inch stilettos and your photos and down the aisle, awesome. But you're going to get tired of dancing in them. And right. like, and you know yourself best. Some girls are great at wearing heels and some aren't. But just be comfortable. Like wear smart undergarments so that you don't have to fidget the whole night. And I know that shapewear is a thing and you want to look your best, but if you're uncomfortable, you're not going to have fun at your wedding. Right. So mostly just make steps to make sure that you're comfortable with what you're wearing. And like I said, wear what you want to wear. If other people don't think you should show off your arms or your chest or whatever and you want to, do it. Not to mention that shapewear makes it extremely difficult to go to the bathroom. Like that's so Mm -hmm. much more dress that you have to handle like when you're trying Mm -hmm. to raise stuff up. Yeah, so, and that goes for anybody. I mean, I'm sure it's really hard for petite women to find dresses or women who are really short. Like just do what's going to make you comfortable and the rest is good. That actually goes hand in hand with my next question. So body shaming, fashion problems, it's all kind of two-sided. There are a lot of uh, thin, flat-chested women, as you mentioned, and other body types who have problems when it comes to finding a dress. What are a few tips that you would offer people who are struggling to find that dress to gain self-confidence and handle that kind of situation? I would say just be really honest with yourself. Like if you 
really want a mermaid gown, but then you put it on and you can't walk, maybe you're not supposed to be in a mermaid gown. Or, you know, if you have a really small chest and there's cups in the bra part of the dress and it doesn't look quite right because you have a small chest, have them taken out. Like, dress for the body you have, but also... I know that it's supposed to be like the most magical princess day of your life, but you have to be a little bit realistic. You're going to be doing a lot of stuff that day, photos, getting up and down, whether you're in church pews or at dinner. And you just just think about what is going to make you feel confident, but also comfortable. And be willing to change your mind, like you mentioned. If yeah, you have a an open dress. mind. Like, yeah. if you're really sold on one kind of dress, I would try on just a couple other silhouettes because there might be one you don't even know about that you love. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so the final question that I love to ask everyone, and especially since I was at your wedding, I like to ask these questions too. Uh, what is something that you'd recommend a couple planning their wedding should splurge on? Or maybe this was just personally for you. What was something that was important to you to splurge on, spend more time on making sure it was perfect? Oh, that's a good question. We wanted, we were very adamant that we were going to have an open bar. That was important to us. Just because we wanted it to be a big party. Um, but also my flowers. I spent forever. I think it. I think I did two years on my flowers almost. Wow. How long was your engagement? About two years. Like okay. I started my flowers like 10 minutes after I had my ring. <laughs> did he help you with the flowers? I let him help me. But Let him help um, you? <laughs> I was really particular about how they turned out. And John is not the most gentle, delicate, detail-oriented sort of fellow. (laughs) So he and the hot glue weren't really getting along real well. So uh, he did a lot of other helping, but not with the flowers. Okay. All right. Um, They weren't even expensive. We didn't even really splurge on them. I just took a long time to do them. But I would suggest to couples to make a list of what's really important to you. Like maybe you really want a wedding video and that's going to be a big cost. Or I have a friend who wants to have birds at her wedding. Like to release. And I think that's super cool, but it's going to be costly. So you just got to make a list of what's really important to you. And then you can fill in where the things are a little less important to make up for that budget. So flowers were something that was big for you. Mm -hmm. What's something that you wish you wouldn't have spent as much time on or as much money on? Um, I didn't spend a ton of money on my favors, but I spent a lot of time on them and almost no one took them home. So I was really mad and passively aggressively mailed them to everyone along with my thank you notes. Love it. Yep. So just keep in mind, like, I went a little crazy with our programs. I spent a lot of time trying to design them. Most of the people recycled them. So just, like, keep in mind what people are really going to remember from your day versus, like, what's not as important. That's actually something that I was talking about in an episode, the wedding attire, if you want to go back and listen to that one of, like, wedding attire, what you should wear when Mm -hmm. you're a guest and kind of defining those dress codes. And I asked this question, and Chris, one of the guests on that episode, had said the invitations are something that... She had spent so much money on, so much time on. But Mm -hmm. in reality, what do you do? You hang it up on your refrigerator. Mm -hmm. And then when the day is done, you throw them in the trash. The invitations are actually where my mom and I argued the most. It was not the dress. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Why is that? So I had invitations that was an all-in-one piece of paper. And when you opened it up, you could tear the bottom off and it became a little postcard. And that's where you RSVP'd yes or no. And they were probably 200 or more dollars less than a traditional invitation. It came with like the three pieces of paper and the belly band and all that stuff. And like I said, my mom is more traditional. She thought we needed an RSVP card and a directions card. And I was like, we're not doing that. They're getting a rip off postcard. That's a lot of paper. That's a lot of postage. Mm-hmm. That's a, 
Just yep. a whole lot of stuffing, too, not to mention yeah. the time that goes oh into that. Oh, my goodness, yes. And then you, like, panic whether or not you, like, wrote out the address correctly and, like, addressed it. And it was, it's a lot. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, that's three pieces of paper. That's three times more the chance that you're going to mess exactly. up on something. Exactly. <gasps> mm-hmm. Really, when it comes down to wedding planning, my only advice is to just, like, really make it your own day and, like, don't stress about it. I know that's hard to do, but, like, it's going to be awesome no matter what because you're marrying the person you love. Yes. At the end of the day, that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. And if stress comes, you just kind of... Yeah, just deal with it. Well, I appreciate you coming on the podcast and talking plus size brides and all learning a little bit more about like the DIY projects and stuff that you did. Um, Actually, I should ask you this quick. Hannah had a really cool ring box, too, that she Mm. had made. So I bought a little... It was a gift card holder from Barnes & Noble shaped like a book. Love it. And then I shellacked over the top of it so it was a color that matched our wedding colors. And then on the front, it said the book of love. And then inside were our rings. And that was a nod to our first dance song, which was also called the book of love. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it was fun. DIY stuff's fun, but you also have to be reasonable with the amount of time you have. Two years. Long time for I won't be doing that again. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks again for coming on, Hannah. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.